Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, BA fam, Brown Ambition is back. I am writing solo today and I cannot even tell y'all. I know I shouldn't have a big fat smile on my face because a bank did just collapse and another one is right behind it. And understandably, a lot of y'all are freaked the F out about what has been happening. Now, if you've been living under a rock or you are not a part of the family group chat that has been popping off and everyone who's like, I keep my I keep my money rolled up in my socks or in my mattress and they're not gloating to you right now. Let me get you up to speed on what's been going on. Why do I have a big smile on my face? I just love this stuff. I just, y'all know my background is as a business uh, reporter. I spent years covering finance and business for sites like Yahoo Finance and Business Insider. And then I ran a whole damn content team for five years for a fintech company. And our whole job was to break down really like confusing, complex personal finance topics and help y'all understand what's going on so that you can live in this calm, you know, serene sort of state of mind that I live in because I know when to worry. And I would say now is not the time for people like you and I to be freaking out. All right. So I do want to walk through what the heck has happened with the Silicon Valley Bank collapse, which I'm recording this a few days after that collapse has happened. Um, and I'm actually one of the reasons we've waited to even talk about it, or I've waited, is because you need to let the dust settle. You know, you need to figure like, let the smart people, the regulators, the president of the freaking United States have a press conference about it and let them start to unpack what's happening. What does this mean for people who were using that bank, which is probably none of the people who listen to Brown Ambition and definitely not myself? And what does that and like, what can we learn from it? And how can we actually move forward without freaking out? Okay. And (laughs) if you like me are still worried because you're like, damn, I've spent a decade trying to convince my dad to stop rolling up his damn money in his socks and deciding that he does not trust banks. And I have finally got this man. He's got a Vanguard investment account. He's say he's got a 401k now. He's got money in savings. This man's even got, I even bought him some I-bonds. So, and I'm worried that like, dang, with all this swirling talk about what this means for us, 
are people going to start making hasty, uneducated decisions about what to do with their money? And what I'm here to do is just to be a voice of reason. And I am just one of many voices out there, y'all. I, of course, am not your financial advisor. I am not an investment advisor. I don't work for a big bank, although I have in the past. I'm just like Tiffany says, we are your smart financial besties, the little voices in your head. And so I want y'all to pull up a seat, pour yourself a little glass of wine. I wish I could join you there, but you know, doctor's orders. (laughs) And let's break this down, okay? So the first question you guys probably have is like, what the heck even is SVB? And why are people freaking out? This is not one of the big banks that you see when you go downtown and you see the big blue banks. You got your Chases and you got your B of A's and your Wells Fargo's or your big online banks even. So the reason you've never heard about SVB until now is because the bank's customers are largely startup founders and like tech bros in Silicon Valley. It's called Silicon Valley Bank and they mean that ish, okay? They've only been around for about 40 years, and over the years, it has become the go-to spot for startups and their executives to keep their cash there. One of the reasons is because the size of Silicon Valley Bank, now I'll get into a little bit of like, trust me y'all, we gonna talk about Trump and how he had something to do with this bad, this bad business. But basically, the bank allowed its customers to deposit more money than was actually insured. So for those of y'all who know a thing or two about a little friend of mine called FDIC insurance, let's back up a little bit and talk about that. FDIC insurance is bay. okay? It's the reason why we put our money into banks and we go to bed each night and we do not stress. Because as long as you are banking with an FDIC insured institution, your funds are covered up to $250,000 per account, per bank, per account holder. So if you and a partner are, you know, part of the same bank, you each get $250,000 worth of protection. That means if something were to happen, if the bank were to collapse, the federal government says, we got you. This money is insured. The best part about FDIC, well, honestly, the best part is that it protects your money up to 250 Gs. But one of the other best parts is that that insurance is paid into by the banks themselves. So the same way you and I like pay a little bit of money into an insurance pool that then like, you know, let's say a lot of people get sick from COVID and they're all, you know, filing insurance claims. Part of the reason we pay premiums is so that the insurance company has money to give to the sick, even if we ourselves are not sick, right? So all these banks, they pay their FDIC premiums, their little dues, that money goes into a central pot. And when one of them falls on hard times, then the FDIC can be like, oh, we have all this money in reserve, we got your customers, we're good. Now, the issue with SVB is that several or a lot of its customers were holding way more than that $250,000 limit. Over 90% by one account of the bank's customers had more than that limit in the bank, okay? These are risky, risky, you know, types of investors, types of, they're not like you and I, okay? These are people who are holding their cash there because they want to invest in the next hot startup, you know? And these people, this is what's hilarious about this, 
these are supposed to be the, the smart ones, you know, the big like venture capitalist firms, the tech executives like Peter Thiel, you know, like these big wigs who are supposed to really understand how this whole investing game works. And they're supposed to understand that when you have a lot of money tied up in a bank, that does not that's way over the insurance limit that that is risky, right? But basically what happened is these big tech guys, these tech bros, hey, I'm not trying to be gender, like, you know, I'm sure there's some some ladies in there too, right? But essentially, the bank's customers started to get really nervous the past few days. They started to wonder, okay, what if something happens? Will the bank actually have enough cash on hand to give me my money back? And because they understand that they are over that insurance limit, they really start to sweat. And so what happens? We end up with a bank run on SVB. So what is a bank run? A bank run is when, just like I said, customers of a bank start to get worried about their money not being available to them. So they run, run, run to the ATM, they run online, and they start to transfer their money out. And in fact, one of the biggest, like, you know, I mentioned Peter Thiel, he was one of the guys who actually advised his clients to withdraw millions of dollars from SVB the day before it collapsed. So you have this like situation where everyone's talking to each other in Silicon Valley and tech and you got money in SVB. Yo, I heard Peter Thiel is being like, run, yo, run, like this bank's going to go down. And so everyone panics and you have that herd mentality. So I hope that that explains like how we got to a place where SVB basically seemingly overnight lost a lot of its deposits because people were coming, right? Now there was a concern that, oh, shoot, we're actually SVB is not going to have enough money if everyone not enough money to pay everyone if they come with their checks and, and want us to cash them. Right. So that's when the FDIC, the federal government immediately steps in and is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Press pause. Everyone. Hoda, hoda, hoda. So immediately they take over, right? And effectively SVB does collapse. But what's crucial to understand here is that people are not actually gonna be losing their money. So even if investors or bankers, depositors, or rather customers of this bank put in over that $250,000 limit, the federal government, the Biden administration has said basically, we're gonna make you guys whole. You're not going to lose any money. All right. We're going to let you go over the FDIC limit in this particular case. I think it's understandable why they bended, bent the rules in this case because of like one social media, you know, the same types of conversations that were happening behind closed doors that made all of SVB's customers freak out, make withdrawals, and then ended up collapsing the bank. The White House, the government, they're worried that the rest of us, now that we're hearing this news and it's trickling down, that we're going to start doing the same and that there could potentially be uh, like a really bad impact on other banks. Here's where I want to be a voice of reason, though. I think the Biden administration, and this is just my opinion, and after reading up a lot on this, they're really just trying to assuage fears and like do the right thing. Okay, sure. They're going to make these investors money whole. They're doing them a solid these people knew what they were doing. They knew they were investing, they were putting money, not investing rather, but they were depositing money into a bank account and they were depositing way above the limit where they would have been protected. They should have known better and they did know better, but they did it anyway. 
And Biden and the White House and the government, they're basically like, y'all know you did wrong, but we are almost going to put aside the fact that we should be, you know, letting you get what you deserve because we're just worried about the rest of America freaking out if y'all lose your money. So we're going to make y'all good. We're going to give you all your money back, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And they're doing that to sort of stop people from freaking out. But the reality is, what does this mean for regular you know, bank customers like you and I. I bank with some pretty big banks, some on, an online bank, a brick and mortar bank. I use an online only bank for my business account personally. So a lot of us are at these institutions that are really, really large. Like they are much bigger than SVB. And this is where it can get a little wonky, okay? So like stick with me. Maybe we'll like take a deep breath and a pause. Because <sighs> mama gets excited about this stuff. But I do want to explain that one of the things about SVB is that they weren't the biggest bank in the US. They're actually the 16th largest bank in the US. And regulations hit different when you were in that top 10, you know, top 10 largest banks in the US, which I'm going to hazard a guess the majority of y'all listening would recognize those banks and be like, yeah, that's my bank, boo. That's who I bank with, right? The good news is that those big banks, they're not like SVB. They're not investing in hot Silicon Valley startups or cryptocurrencies like Signature Bank, which is another one that people are freaking out about potentially collapsing. They're very different. They're held to tighter regulatory standards. And that's one issue we're going to get into. Again, going back to how Trump himself and his administration helped create an environment where it was a lot easier for a bank like SVB to go under. But just keep this in mind. The big, big banks, they have tighter regulations. They are way less risky with your deposits than a bank like SVB, okay? So also you have FDIC insurance, all right? As long as you keep in mind that $250,000 cash limit, deposit limit for your protection, then you should be Gucci, all right? I don't got more than 250 Gs in a checking account, do y'all? Like, I don't feel like a lot of y'all do. And if you do, we might need to have a little conversation, okay, about diversifying and putting cash in other accounts, investing some of that cash. But anyway, another topic for another day. The vast majority of us are not really, don't really have anything to be concerned by. All right, I'm going to take a quick little breather and I'm going to come right back and I'm going to talk to y'all about, okay, well, you're talking about customers of big banks, but what if I bank with a credit union? What if I bank with a regional smaller bank? Do I have to be worried? We're going to come right back, take a look, quick little breaky break. I'm going to get a sip of my water, take a sip of your wine. I hope that you're feeling the relaxation vibes start to hit, okay? And I will be right back with more on Brown Ambition. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. 
Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and Clearpay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brownambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brownambition to get your discount today. Remember, your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what, I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. All right, BA fam, it's Mandra back explaining what the heck happened with SVB and its bank collapse and what does that mean for you and me, right? So again, if you haven't heard, if you haven't like listened so far, or maybe you're still a little stressed, like let me just remind you, my 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 feelings are this. I haven't done anything to my bank deposits. I'm not concerned about it. I don't have more than $250,000 in cash in my bank accounts, unfortunately, but fortunately. So if my bank out of some, you know, crazy, crazy circumstance were to collapse, I feel confident that I would get those funds back because the federal government has these protections in place. And as a reminder, 
the FDIC is paid into by banks themselves. They're the ones putting money in this fund to cover consumers if something were to happen, okay? So it's not even like taxpayer funded. It's coming from the banks themselves, which I think makes a hell of a lot of sense. Y'all are the ones who can be greedy, right? So why don't you put your money where your mouth is and put some protections in place for us, all right? So I just want to calm everyone down. I don't think stuffing your mattress with cash or running to the bank and taking cash out right now, like unless you really need the cash, makes a ton of sense, okay? So the banks that we have today, like the ones that you invest in, they're probably going to have way more strict regulatory policies to follow. And that is all a part of what happened after the last big financial crisis. Y'all remember 2008? It was not cute back then. Now, I'm not going to lie. I didn't even have money to worry about in 2008. But if you did, it was pretty scary. We did see the largest bank collapse in U.S. history, Washington Mutual, in 2008. And as a result, Congress got their butts in gear. The Biden, or sorry, the Obama-Biden administration, they passed the sweeping financial regulatory package that basically said, if you are a big bank um, and you have, or not even a big bank, if you've got more than $50 billion in, in deposit, so then we will, here's the new regulations you have to abide by federal government can come in and give you these stress tests, which is basically is like getting a tune up on your car, you know, however often you're supposed to do that. So the regular the regulators can come in and say, okay, well, we're going to run a bunch of models and tests and basically decide if you are at risk, if you're too risky with how you are handling your deposits, and if we got to worry about you. So these stress tests are really important. But see, what happened was then we had a change in administration, right? Y'all remember 2016, I try to forget. And yet what's happening with SVB, we can't deny the fact that this is a direct result of the Trump administration rolling back some of those policies, some of those regulations that the Obama administration put in place for precisely this reason. Why do we have to learn the hard way? Why can't we just protect ourselves and not have to learn the hard way? I don't know. But this is what has happened. And in fact, what's what's ironic is that SVB, Silicon Valley Bank itself, and its executives, they were the ones on Capitol Hill being like, yo, we almost have $50 billion in funds. We're about to get hit with these regulations. We don't want that. Come on, man, Let us, let's increase this, this threshold so that you have to have 200 billion in assets before in deposits before you have to deal with all these ugh, annoying regulations. And unfortunately for them and for a lot of other, uh, definitely for their customers, the Trump administration passed the uh, uh, rolling back of those same policies. So all of a sudden, SVB has $150 billion more that they can take on from their customers before they have to deal with these pesky regulations, right? So that's how we've ended up where we are today. Now, for those of y'all who are banking with smaller regional banks, you may be concerned because like SVB, they don't have the same regulations as these big, big, big banks that you know the majority of Americans bank with have to deal with. So what might happen to your bank? So there is some concern that regional bank customers, even credit union customers, that y'all may start to freak out so much and that it might trigger another bank run. Now, this is all like psycholo psychology at play, right? As long as people remain calm, 
things should be okay. I think it's worth going to your bank. And if your bank has not sent you an email correspondence, I got some from my bank, my, my business bank account that I was actually very, I was like, great, send me a little note. Let me know everything's juicy. Everything's Gucci, right? Juicy. <laughs> Um, check your bank's policies, check in with your bank and just ask, hey, let me just reassure me, tell me what policies you guys have in place to protect my funds. They're, as long as they're FDIC insured, you already know that you're covered up to 250K per account, per institution, per account holder, right? But you may wanna know from them that they have so much money in cash reserves that they would be more than fine to cover everyone's deposits if they came and wrote their checks you know, and wanted to take their money out today. So you are well within your rights to ask those questions, check the bank's websites, look for reassurance notes from bank executives, bank leaders, and you know look at that closely because one of the reasons SVB ended up in this predicament is because they were gonna be in a situation where they didn't have enough cash on hand to cover everyone's deposits, all right? So largely, I would say the best thing to do is nothing. The best thing to do is use this as an opportunity to just educate yourself again, which I hope that I've helped y'all do. Remind yourselves what FDIC insurance is and how it works and how the banks that you and I use are much different than SVB and even Signature Bank, um, which is another regional bank that um, has been taken over by the government in the last few days. Now, Signature Bank, has invested and let people put money in from cryptocurrency into their accounts. Most banks don't do that, okay? These are these are unique, you know, different kinds of banks and unique situations that were inherently more risky, okay? They attracted riskier clients, they had riskier types of deposits, all right? So again, just I want you to understand it's like apples and oranges if you're trying to compare your bank to these, all right? Okay, BA fam, thank you for letting me scratch my brain and just get this <laughs> get this out of my system because I really miss being a part of stories like this and getting to work in a newsroom with other really smart, brilliant business and financial journalists. And some of my best, some of my favorite sources at a time like this, if y'all are looking for up-to-the-date news on what's happening in the banking sector, the New York Times business desk, like one of my best friends is an editor there. Shout out to Vivian. She didn't wanna be on the podcast. She's shy, y'all, but I tried. <laughs> <laughs> they are doing an excellent job breaking this down. Read Ron and, uh, sorry, Ron, what's his last name? Tara Siegel-Bernard and Ron Lieberman, Liebman, something like that at the New York Times. They cover consumer finance for the Times. They're wonderful. Um, you can check out Market Watch, um, check out CNBC. They've got great writers, great reporters who are gonna be breaking this down. This is not the end of the story, but I hope that you guys will just use this episode. Hopefully you feel a little bit better about, you know, where you're banking and where what's going on with your money right now. Hopefully you feel a little edumacated, all right? Hopefully you have something to say in the family group chat when auntie or uncle, or in my case, my father is like, damn, I'm gonna put that money back in my rolled up socks. You don't wanna do that right now, okay? Interest rates for us are popping. I didn't even mention that. Like my interest rate is like three plus percent right now on my high yield savings accounts. So take advantage of that. Like we should be keeping our, we, I think we should be, you know, focused on keeping debt low right now and squirreling away money in our savings in a high yield savings account. And it's still safe to do that as far as I'm concerned, okay? Take that for what it's worth. Again, I am not your financial advisor. I am not Janet Yellen. I am not a part of the Fed or the Treasury, but I am a person, like I said, who has a history as a business and financial reporter, and I feel 
perfectly fine, okay? So keep 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 listening to Brown Ambition. If you have questions, hit us up, okay? But definitely read anything you can, get as much get as much great information as you can so that you're better educated so that you can sort of do what I do and let these funny social media memes like roll right off your back and just keep it keep it moving, okay? Until next time, VA fam, thank you so much for listening. I will see y'all next week. Hey, VA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition Podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru, and I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host, and I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.